Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to talk about happiness and feeling great about life. I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Marissa Pei, also known as the Asian Oprah, as our special guest today. With a PhD in organizational psychology, Dr. Marissa is an expert in human dynamics like power, politics, prejudice, conflict, and communication. She has been featured in Forbes magazine and on CBS, Fox, NBC, and ABC. She is a sought-after motivational speaker and has an award-winning syndicated talk radio show called Take My Advice, I'm not using it, Get Balanced with Dr. Marissa. And her latest book called Eight Ways to Happiness hit eight bestseller lists. Welcome, Dr. Marissa. I'm so excited to be visiting with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Linda. It is a delight. You are lovely, and I enjoy seeing your face. It's kind of a shame that this is audio only. I got dressed for nothing? No, well, I typically get dressed every day. I don't know. Is that optional for you? <laughs> well, I dress up every day for myself because that makes me happy, and it's all about me, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. one of the things that... Uh, you know, my job is to splatter more hope and happiness on everybody. I'm on a happy 88 mission, 88 million more happy people in the next eight years that started when I was on tour with that book, Eight Ways to Happiness. And it continues now, uh, thanks to COVID. I'm not on airplanes. I'm literally grounded, but I'm still preaching the same thing. And it's for one reason and one reason alone. Nothing to do with morality, nothing to do with the right thing to do. It's because it just simply feels better. And when we feel better, we do better. When we do better, we help. When we are in that high vibrating place, great things come to us. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, I like that. So is eight <laughs> your lucky number? Because you're eight ways to happiness on eight bestseller list, happy 88. So I am a little bit curious. You've been, among other things, a sought-after business consultant for many years, and your overarching consulting motto is more joy and less stress at work and 88% happiness at home. That is such an interesting motto. Why not? Can you explain that for us? Why not a round number like 100 or 98, 88? Good question. So if you are 100% happy... You're dead. So I don't want dead people walking around because we need the contrast. No one is ever 100% happy, nor should we try to be 100% happy because we don't want to be dead. Now, why eight? Why not 99% happy? Well, because you can't see me. You may think I'm Swedish, but I'm actually Chinese. And in Chinese, in Mandarin, uh, it, eight is a homonym for good fortune. So ba is similar to fa, which is good fortune. And double eight, double good fortune, is your birthright into happiness. So that's why I use eights a lot. It is a lucky number. But it's also purposefully used for perfectionists. And I don't know about you. I have a feeling you might be a recovering perfectionist because not everybody has to have a show. Not everybody has to put them out there. But 
when you are an overachiever, you do have the tendency to be a perfectionist. And perfectionism is one of the worst diseases to have that will lead you to 100% unhappiness. Because when you're a perfectionist, you're constantly looking for the next thing. Nothing's ever good enough. I'll be happy when I have this. I'll be happy when I have this number. I'll be happy when I have this many shows. I'll be happy when I have this much in the bank. I'll be happy when I get that significant other. So all of those whens are perfectionistic, a record that is broken because we will never be happy. So I use 88 as a tool for perfectionists to say, hey, I know you don't want a, a pilot who's 88% perfect. However, in your life, can you cut yourself some slack sometimes so that you're not always judging yourself so harshly because you have goofed up? So many perfectionists have this motto no one's as hard on me as I am myself. I am my own worst critic. I, uh, you know, I, 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 I always strive to do better. No one's harder on me than me. And I only have two words to say to you. Stop it. <laughs> if you can't approve of your forking self, how the fork do you expect anyone else to approve of you? And this is the dis-ease that we had hashtag BC19 the time before COVID that I am dealing with right now. I just released or I am officially releasing next week on my ninth anniversary on the air on camera, my first short film. And it's called A New PPP, Post Pandemic Possibilities. And it speaks to this, this crazy desire to quote unquote, go back to normal. But y'all have forgotten that for many people, if not the majority, normal was not necessarily a good thing. And maybe I'm a little biased as an organizational psychologist. I don't go into organizations that are functioning, uh, you know, perfectly or even at 88%. But how many people do you know who hated their job, who live for their weekends, who just give me your paycheck and let me live my life? By the way, two days out of seven is not a whole lot of living. So that was... That was where we were. We had one out of four Americans on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. That's not a happy nation. 25%, right? And no thanks to the tragic deaths of Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. All the things that we grew up with thinking that would make us happy, fame, fortune, all of that does not make you happy. So... This opportunity that we have during this pause for a year, I hope you have asked yourself the question, what really makes me happy? Am I happy? Who am I? Why am I here? And, and you still have time. We're still not back to normal. So you still have time to ask yourself those questions. And if you want a little guide, that's what the book is for. 
Eight Ways to Happiness was not written as a psychologist telling you how to be happy. Eight Ways to Happiness is a guidebook from my life. I'm one of the seven out of 10 of us who've had childhood trauma. Now, if seven out of 10 of us and my honorable Monica Oprah, who by the way, I was introduced to Oprah as the Asian Oprah. It's not a game I gave myself, just in case you were wondering. So eight out of 10, some psychologists say 93% of us have been from a traumatic childhood past. If we're the majority, why the fork do we think there's something wrong with us? There's nothing wrong with us. If we've had pain in our life, pain in life is mandatory. Suffering from it is optional. I do not have to run around saying, there's something wrong with me. I didn't get the same start. I didn't have a mom who was supposed to say, I love you, you're beautiful. Instead, I got a mom who told me out on a daily basis, you're fat, you're ugly, and you're clumsy. I got that all the way. And I was so pissed off at her for so many years. And I would drag that past, which did happen, into my present and spewed into my future thinking there was something wrong with her. But I am here to tell you that if you're one like me who had that traumatic past, and even if you had a nice past, and you still have that voice that tells you you're not good enough, you're not worthy, there's something wrong with you, same two words. Stop it! It is not helping you live your birthright of being happy 88% of the time. That's beautiful. And I love the 88% of the time, and you're talking about allowing ourselves to have pain and to have experiences that help us to be kind of authentic and to be a, a real person, a genuine person, person with some depth to us. Like your stories give you some depth and it gives you a place where you can reach in and be able to use those experiences to pay it forward and to be able to help somebody else. And it's interesting, the process, the normal process, first you believe the things that we're taught when we're little, those those thoughts in our heads, those whether they come from the outside or the inside, and it sounds like you got both. And then to be able to recognize where it came from, and, and sometimes there's a little bit of victim mentality because you were, and then to be able to move to the future and say, not anymore, not anymore. I am powerful and I am healed and I am okay. And that process is such a natural, normal process. And I'm so proud of you for being able to work through that and to be able to bring this knowledge and this experience to other people. As you said, seven out of 10, that's a lot of people who need to hear the message that you are qualified to share. So thank you. Thank yeah, you for absolutely. what you're doing. My blessing. It is my blessing. There's a little story, if I could indulge you, about two rocks that are in a, in a store. And the one on the left, nobody goes to see at all. Every time they come in the store, they go right to the rock on the right. And they say, oh, my God, look at how beautiful this rock is. Oh, look at the way the light's coming through. Oh, look at the prisons it shows. And this goes on for eight years. Surprise, surprise. And um, <laughs> finally, the rock on the left is sick and tired. And it just takes his little hand and shakes it and says, life, life, you are not fair. Life is not fair. For eight years, I've had to endure, endure this humiliation. No one ever says I'm beautiful. No matter. But that rock gets all the attention. It's so, it's so humiliating. It's not fair. Life, you are not fair. Life comes down, puts his arm around that rock. It says, darling, I love you. 
but every single time I come towards you with my chisel, you say, no, 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 stop. It hurts. It hurts. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want I can't do nothing with you. So the moral of that story is pain in life is mandatory. It chisels us into the glorious, magnificent, one-of-a-kind, wonderful that we are. And as you just alluded to, Linda, those people who've had that kind of pain are in a unique, amazing position to help people, the majority, who have also felt that pain, we're in a unique position to help those people see who they really are. And if you were on, if you're, if you could see me right now, just pretend you can see me, look into your device, look and pretend I'm there and look into my eyes, especially if you're under the age of 13. I love children. I love being able to warp their young minds and tell them you are capable of anything your heart and mind desires. And if you don't believe that right now, believe that I believe it. And I will hold you in that belief until you can believe it yourself. And that's what I get to do when I travel around the world talking. I love the fact that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt who I am and who you are at the core of who you are. I don't need to know. I can tell you already know who you are and you're doing the things and you're a beneficial presence on the planet as well. But this is the message that we all can go forth and multiply. And that is the way we will get to world peace. Is world peace possible? Absolutely. But it's not going to be possible if we are all hating who we are. If at the core of who we are, we don't like ourselves. We, that's why I always say, if you've seen my interviews, you know, Halle Berry and John Travolta and all the big, nice big people that I have on my show, I say peace in and peace out, world peace through inner peace. That's where it starts. If you like yourself 88% of the time, then you can begin to attract those wonderful things in life that make you happy, starting with you. Your self-approval, your self-satisfaction, your knowing that this thing called life is a joy ride with so many stops. But we gotta get there. We gotta, we gotta get out of bed. We gotta make our bed. We have to start our day in gratitude. I, I say, take a bite of my gratitude sandwich. Eight specific things in the morning. Uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer said five. I'm an overachiever. I'll say eight specific things. When you do that, and then at the end of the day, instead of scrolling through your phone again, thinking about all the things you didn't get done again, thinking about how dare they say that to me? How dare they look at me that way? How dare they insult me? Instead of all that, no wonder we have a sleep problem in America. Instead of that, at the end of the day, you appreciate who you are unconditional appreciation, unconditional happiness. What does that mean? It means it doesn't matter what the forking condition was during the day. You are choosing happiness no matter what that condition was. Because at the core of who you are, you appreciate, I am funny, even though my husband didn't think I was. 
I am creative, I'm sensitive, which is 100% correlated to creativity. I am uh, uh, artistic, I am creative, I'm innovative, I'm impatient, I'm intolerant, and I'm critical. So I'm not perfect, again, that was 88% fabulous. So when I go to bed and I remember who I am at the core of who I am and I appreciate who I am, I get a good night's sleep, and I'm more likely to wake up in the morning not wanting to scroll through my phone to find out all the bad things that are going on, but again, start the day taking a bite of my gratitude sandwich. That's a good breakfast. Well done. Starting with a gratitude sandwich and ending. So I guess, is that the sandwich, the gratitude in the morning and the gratitude in the evening? And it makes the, the whole day. Gratitude in the morning appreciation at night uh -huh. it's not gratitude there's a difference gratitude is being thanking for those things external appreciation for me is appreciating the core of who i am so the sandwich the top of the bun is gratitude bottom of the bun is appreciation lovely that's you can't lovely. have a bad day no not like that yeah. and if they're a bad day had maybe 88 good days and a couple bad days sneak in there, then the next day can be a good day. I love how you're looking for the positive because it's there. And we have a tendency to find what it is that we are looking for. And one of the things I appreciate is you talk about a 21-day fast from complaining. Wow. You want to talk about that? That sounds like such a great idea. Yeah, July 1st, 2011, I heard this amazing speaker on the Agape International Spiritual Center stage. Her name was Edwin Gates. And she said, if you want to reach spiritual transcendence, then don't complain for 21 days. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm so competitive, as you can tell. <laughs> I'm like, I want that and I'm going to try. And I only have gone through my own fast once successfully because... Complaining is a habit that most Americans have, worse probably than any other country. I just read that article somebody wrote about how do you know an American is visiting your country, and it was embarrassing. But it's kind of true. We are great complainers. If you stand in line in a supermarket, you'll inevitably hear someone complaining about something. It's probably you. So I came up with this idea that, you know what, we may not be able to change the world, but we can change ourselves and what we're doing with our mouths and what we're saying and what we're spewing out there. So I created this fast and there's hundreds of thousands of people now participating, which is wonderful. They don't always, there's a Facebook group as well if you want to join that, but I made it into a little game when I uh, had time to start my nonprofit. So what happens is if you donate $21 to my nonprofit, you're registered for the fast. And for 21 consecutive days, can you not complain? Can you not say what you normally say? And somebody will say, well, what about complaining in your mind? I said, we're not inhuman here. Let's just work with our mouth. What comes out of your mouth, let's make sure it's not a complaint. And if you can do that for 21 days in a row, I will double your money, 21 times two. If you don't manage it, then you're just donating to a great cause, Hey, Waste Happiness, the, the nonprofit that helps kids, teens, and young adults who have temporarily forgotten their birthright to happiness. So that's the fast. 
if you um, actually say a fact, so some people will say, well, what about venting or what about the truth? If I'm saying, um, he just, uh, he just stepped on my toe. That's the truth. So that's not a complaint. But if you're going to say, he stepped on my toe again, and he always <laughs> does that, and I don't know why he doesn't do that. So you don't even need to say all those words. If you just use the tone, you know that's a complaint. So come on. And and it's all on honor system. Although for some, if I do doubt you, I will ask for the number of your significant other to check for sure that you have not complained. Wow. However, I have to say, only four people have com have uh, completed the fact, so it's a, it's a bit of a competitive thing. Eva Glengat Atkinson from uh, Kentucky, uh, Daia Jordan from Long Beach, uh, Janina Arabata from Japan, and Uwe Freyer from Beverly Hills. So those are the four four people who have successfully, including myself, once uh, have completed the fact. So. I'm challenging all of your listeners, Linda, to take that challenge because I'll tell you the side, the warning side of there are side effects. Warning, warning. Side effects include more smiling, more laughing, better relationships, better sex. That's not, I didn't make that up. Somebody actually messaged me and said that was one of the side effects. So all of these things, you know, if you don't want them, then don't go on the box. Interesting. Wow. And I think it's kind of beautiful that your 20-day fast opportunity is the reward for donating and trying to help other people be happy. And then it follows up with an invitation to help make yourself happy. But man, that's kind of like your rock and your chisel thing. It's, it's a little bit of chiseling on yourself, maybe, to be able to use some self-control and some discipline. And those kinds of things, sometimes people don't even want to mess with, but those are kinds of things that help us to be happy. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. People think it's like a light switch to be happy. People think it's a light switch to heal. People think it's a light switch to get better and feel good. It's not a light switch. It's a process. And you have to work at any process. Those thousand hours that people say to get good at things, it's no different here. You have to do the daily Hashtag discipline. That's from my big brother, my but to a discipline, a daily discipline to choose happiness. It doesn't. It's not a one-off. You know, when you the more you do gratitude and appreciation, the easier it is. The more you look at the bright side, the easier it is. The more you look at best case scenario instead of worst case scenario, the easier it is. The more you look for pronoia instead of paranoia the easier it is. So all of this, it's your choice, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> no one is going to do this for you. When you don't feel like getting out of bed, get out of bed. If you don't feel like putting that Krispy Kreme donut down, put it down. A gospel according to Nike, just do it. And people say to me all the time, you know, why are you so positive? Why, you know, why, why do you do this? Because it feels better. And then I have uh, my clients, my life balance coaching clients will say, well, if you just use the rule, if it feels good, do it, then I'm going to end up doing all these bad things. I'm going to have that pint of ice cream. I'm going to have that, you know, I'm going to do all the bad addict uh, uh, things. And I say, no, you're not because you're going to realize 
that everything that is not good for you, you may feel good for that split second or maybe a, a, a minute or maybe even five minutes or maybe even a day if you bought a new house or bought a new car or maybe even a week. But eventually, you're not going to feel good about it. That Krispy Kreme tastes good for that first bite. And then I get the attack of, oh, my God, you did that. And then I step on the scale. It's, it's a moment of joy followed by like an hour of shame. Do you really want that? Do you really want that? No, I don't want that. It's not worth it. So who does this for you? Nobody. You get to do this. You get to choose. Every choice is a consequence. Everything you decide has a benefit or a consequence. So again, I cut myself some slack. Do I do that every day, 100% of the time? No, 88% of the time. 12% of the time, I get to do whatever I want. 12% <laughs> of the time, I get to be a brat. 12% of the time, I get to play Candy Crush. So those, you know, I practice what I teach. I know that I still can make myself miserable by trying to be. So I don't try. And I sometimes wear my underwear backwards or I will purposely have not fix some part of my manicure that got messed up as a reminder that it's okay to be imperfectly perfect because I'm 88% fabulous. I'm not a piece of shiitake. I'm not hot shiitake. I'm just 88% pretty good shiitake. That is fantastic. Wow. And all those different ideas about happiness being short-term and long-term and being able to recognize, being able to recognize the whole picture is beautiful and very necessary. So that's awesome. Well, I would have to say you may be 88% perfect, but I think you're 100% fabulous. Because oh, I think having you. that little bit of spice <laughs> is, is fun and it makes interesting. So I'm super delighted. And thank you so much for being here with me today and for sharing your wisdom and just your spunk. This has been a delightful visit and it has the time has just flown. So thank yes. you. Yes, thank you so much. And please do find me at drmarissa.life. I'm all over social. Just Google me. I'm Doc Balance on Instagram. But most important, please do subscribe to my YouTube channel where my show comes on. I have a weekly Monday broadcast now as well where you can interact with me called Mind Your Own Business with Dr. Marissa celebrating this um, May 7th. Hopefully this won't be broadcast before my uh, ninth year on the air on camera with my short film, The New PPP. So would love to have you there. And if you do sign up at drmarissa.life, just say Linda's Corner, and I will give you a free gift of a happy tip sheet. And if you get a copy of my uh, book, Eight Ways to Happiness, from my site, I will give you the free children's book, Mommy, What Are Feelings? That is also uh, recognized by autistic communities. So... That's that just beautiful. for Linda's listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the wonderful things that you're doing. And I'm congratulations on making it through nine years at the beginning. And okay. keep going. This is Thank a you. wonderful, wonderful progress. Thank you. In closing, I'd like to share a quote from Mother Teresa. She said, peace begins with a smile. Today, I invite you to bring more peace in and more peace out 
by sharing a smile with someone. See you next time on Linda's Corner. 